Man was uh, created to be led by God. Man was never created to be led by the senses. Man was never created to be led by, um, by the enemy. You understand, right? Man was created to be led by God. That means by design, your spirit is able to identify the voice of God if you pay attention. By design, you are able to identify the voice of God. The voice of God is not a mystery. The leading of the spirit is not a mystery. It's not something that you, you just guess. If you are at a point when where you ask yourself, is this God or is this my mind? It's a good sign because at least it shows that you know that God can speak to you. <laughs> you understand, right? It shows that you are at a very good point uh, in your life. The believer is far greater than the place Adam had. When Adam fell, humanity was sentenced to be sense-ruled. That means to be governed by the senses be led by the senses but then we have to look at exactly how it was in the beginning before um, Adam fell firstly I want you to realize something when God created Adam in Genesis chapter number one the Bible shows us in Genesis 1 26 and 27 that God created man in his own image right and then the Bible shows us that God gave man dominion that means man was clothed with authority you understand, right? Dominion was not something that man simply uh, could think about. He had it. He possessed it. And Adam was able to exercise it over nature. Adam was able to exercise it even over animals. He was able to subdue anything and everything. You understand, right? And then also one of the things you must realize is this. One of the instructions God gave. Uh, let me show you from Genesis chapter number 1, verse 28. Genesis 1, 28. The Bible says, then God blessed them. That means, that's the first thing God did when he created man. He blessed him. That means man was supposed to walk in the blessing of God immediately. Man was meant to function from the place of being blessed. Are you listening? When God created man, man wasn't supposed to be at a place where he's looking for a blessing. Man was blessed already. Are we together? So he says, God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. That means there was fruitfulness there, multiplication. And then it says, fill the earth and subdue it. Now, I want you to realize something. You can only subdue when there's an enemy. Listen. You can only subdue when there's an enemy. That means by this time, Satan had already fallen. That's why God told man to subdue. So by all by the time that all this was happening, it wasn't that God, it wasn't that Satan, it wasn't that Adam didn't have a devil to deal with. He had someone to deal with. And so God gave him that authority. But then, because Adam was placed on the earth and he was given all authority and all dominion, it means there was nothing that could defeat him while he was on the earth. It means not even an angel could come from heaven and defeat Adam on the earth. Because Adam had the authority on the earth. He was given that authority. Are we together? But then, when Adam lost that authority, he sinned, according to, according to Genesis, right? He committed treason. <laughs> he committed a great sin in that moment. 
And the Bible shows us that when Adam disobeyed God, and you must always pay attention, the instruction was never to Eve, it was to Adam. Or together. When Eve ate of the, of, of the fruit, Eve, nothing happened. Sin came in when Adam ate. Meaning Eve could have even finished the entire tree. <laughs> nothing would have happened. <laughs> because God didn't tell Eve, he told Adam. That means if God told you, you are responsible. You are the one God speaks to. It's not everyone who gets affected by the instructions that God gives. It's just the person who is who, who, who's given that instruction. You read as, again in Genesis, you realize that when the angels told Lot and his family to leave Sodom and Gomorrah, they were told not to look back. If, if you turn back, of course, you turn to a pillar of salt, right? Remember that story, right? And Lot's wife, what happened to Lot's wife? She looked back, right? Remember, remember what happened to Lot's wife, right? Now, the next verse shows us Abraham looked the same direction. Nothing happened to Abraham. Because Abraham was not among the people that God gave that instruction. That's Lot and his family. So Abraham was able to look. Nothing happened. Yet someone else suffered for that instruction. But we're not getting into that today. The key is when Adam lost that authority, he sinned. And the Bible shows us that God went in the cool uh, of, of the den in the, in the garden and looked for, for Adam and asked him, where are you? And Adam said, I was hiding because of course he was naked. The next question God asked him is very key. God asked him, who told you you were naked? That means, oh, this why when I created you, you didn't know. Who is the source of information now? That means, when we talk about also being led by the Spirit, the question still applies to you. That thing that you are, you are being led by, who is leading you? Is it God? Or are you being led by the senses? Sometimes the senses sound like wisdom. It sounds like wisdom. You understand, right? Just try to imagine this. Whatever explanation you want to give, can God hear it? <laughs> and also, can God understand it? And also pay attention to this. The fact that someone understands it doesn't mean they agree with you. Even in counseling, eh? It works that way. The fact that I understand doesn't mean I agree with you. I can understand you and disagree with your, your entire opinion about it. So the fact that God even understands that you're you are doing things a certain way doesn't mean God agrees with you. God agrees with his word. That means if you're going to come into agreement with God, you have to agree with the word of God. When you agree with the word of God, you've agreed with God. That's why partnership with, the, with, with God means partnership with the word. You've partnered with the word of God, what God has said. So don't be led by the senses. I'm insisting because I, I, I know that they, there's someone who needs to hear this. Don't be led by the senses. Whatever big step, small step, whatever it is you want to do, don't be led by the senses. Be led by God. 
be led by God. No matter how small something is, it's not small for your destiny. It's not small for your destiny. It can, be, it can look small to you, but in the eyes of God, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. So you must be led by God. Amen. Last week, we looked at Proverbs 20, verse uh, 27. Proverbs 20, verse 27. The Bible shows us that the, that, that the spirit of man is the kingdom of the Lord. That means God uses your spirit to lead you. That means God doesn't use your senses. God uses your spirit. You can hear God through your ears, but those ears are spiritual ears. They're not your physical ears. You understand, right? That's why when you see by the spirit, you don't get to see what other people are seeing. It means your spirit now gets the ability to see what others are not seeing. So God uses your spirit. He uses your spirit. And last week I emphasized that just as you've trained your body, just as you've trained your mind, you must train your spirit to be able to pick and identify the voice of God. It's very key. Because if you don't train yourself to identify the voice of God, you will live like everyone else and walk like everyone else. There are certain things that you will be spared from if only you pay attention to the voice of God. There are certain processes that you will not go through. There is a process you all need to trust. Are you listening? There was a process. You won't need to trust it. Because you will be able to trust the leading of the Spirit. Can I tell you something? God can be trusted. God can be trusted. He can be trusted. And you know the amazing thing about him? He doesn't think the way man thinks. He doesn't see the way man sees. Because man is limited. Man thinks according to their mind. The information that's on their mind. But then God, is, his mind is, 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 is endless. His thoughts are endless. You can't, you can't limit him. Even if you do things one way, you can do it a thousand ways or a billion ways. So there are some things that, that you will save yourself from if only you pay attention to the leading of the Spirit. That means the inner witness of the Holy Ghost, the inner witness of the Spirit. How much attention do you give it? That inner witness of the Spirit, when He's leading you through the, through the inner witness, how much attention do you give that inner witness? How much attention do you give it? And do you know one of the biggest things that hinders believers from being led by the Spirit? It's when you begin to reason with the voice of God. And do you know how you begin to reason? By not acting promptly on every leading of the Spirit. When you don't act promptly on every leading of the Spirit, you give room for the senses to kick in. And the senses and you have the conversation. Once you have that conversation, you will talk yourself out of the voice of God. Yes. The Lord is leading you to talk to someone about the gospel. And instead of acting on it promptly, you start thinking about, what if, what if she thinks this? What if he thinks this? That means you're already reasoning from the place of the flesh. Mm. Out together. The Lord is leading you to pray in a particular moment. Instead of going to pray, you reason, and say, ah, this, this area is not conducive. How is an area not conducive for prayer, sir? <laughs> Tell me. How is an area not conducive for prayer? One time God visited Moses on a mountain. And God told Moses, take off your sandals for the place you're standing on is holy ground. It wasn't holy before God stepped there. It's holy because God is there. God leaves that place as no longer holy ground. That's why what makes heaven heaven is not how it looks like. It's the presence of God. You take God anyway, it becomes heaven. 
Yes. Yes. Just like, for example, what makes a crown, a, a crown of a king, it, it's the person who's wearing it. So that's how it looks like. That means I could have a more beautiful crown than the, than the king of England. But who is king between the two of us? It's him. Doesn't matter how he looks like. He could even make one that looks like grass and whatever and wears it. It's more royal than mine. It's the person who's wearing it that makes it what it is. So when you, when you are in a particular place, what do you mean it's not conducive? God is there because you are there. It means the moment you are there, it becomes conducive. One time Jesus taught the disciples when he was sending them in, 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 in Matthew 10. He told them when you go to a particular house, says, declare your peace there. He says, if you don't receive, say, take your peace. You know what that means? That means you, are, you carry an atmosphere of peace. You can bring it or take it. <laughs> you can bring it or take it. That means when you arrive, confusion must go. It must go. Are you listening? So pay attention to the inner leading of the Spirit. And one of the ways in which the voice of the Spirit of God inside you can increase is by fellowshipping with the Word of God. You must understand that the Word of God takes the place of Christ in our day. I don't know if you heard that. That means when you encounter the Word, you have an encounter with Christ. The Word of God takes that place. And that's why the scriptures just must not be some pages to you. They must be real. They must, you must be convicted that what's written here is about me. You must be convicted what Jesus did, what Jesus accomplished, what the victory of Jesus, the defeat that Satan says that happened to, to the enemy, everything that happened belongs to me. We're together. Jesus did everything. So God now leads us by the word of God. I explained this last week, but I'll do on it a little today. God now leads us by the word of God. And that's why you must look at Psalms 119, verse 130. Psalms 119, verse 130. The Bible says, the entrance of your words gives light. Hmm. It says the entrance, light there means revelation. It means guidance. You understand, right? When you have revelation, you are guided. When you are, when you are, see, what does it mean if you're walking in a dark place and someone gives you light? It means you can use it to walk about. You can use it so that you don't, so that, so that you don't hit into anything. It means you can use it so that, so, so that your path is clear. You can use it so that you don't fall into a ditch. Now the Bible says the entrance of the word says that's what gives you light. So it means when, 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 when the word of God enters your spirit, that same spirit which is the candle of the Lord, it brightens. It means your spirit is able to identify certain things now because there's light there. It means there's no darkness there. So it means the more the word, the brighter your spirit. Not everyone's spirit is burning a flame. Of John the Baptist, he was a burning and a shining light. So the Bible says of him, you can become that, but it takes the word of God in your spirit. You must take the word of God in your spirit. You must take the word of God in your spirit. Amen. The Bible says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. That's according to Colossians chapter number 3 verse 16. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. 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 Dwell in you richly. That means if you must, you see, don't just be rich in, in finances. Be rich in the words. Don't just be rich in wisdom. Be rich in the word. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. 
You know what it means? When you're a rich man, it means you're able to give out some things and still not remain bankrupt. So it means when you're, when you're rich, what does it mean? If the word of God is doing you richly, it means there are some people who are able to get something from you and you still remain in abundance. I'm not talking about material things. <laughs> are you listening? Yeah. So God's word must dwell in you richly. If, if you're going to identify the leading of the spirit, you must be full of the word of God. If you're not full of the word of God, you won't be able to identify the leadings of the spirit. There are times when God will lead you just by quoting a scripture back to you. And you must understand this. God will not quote a scripture to you that you haven't read. No, listen. Because it's not there. What God does, he will pick it from your spirit and bring it to you. If it's not there, he will not bring it to you. Meaning it has to be in your spirit first. When it's there, God will now pick it up from there and now give you a revelation. If it's outside, it's not a revelation for you. It's a revelation for another person. It's not for you. So how rich is your spirit when it comes to the word of God? <laughs> the Bible tells us that the, that the spirit of God searches the deeper things of the heart. When he's searching your heart, what does he find? It's the gold mine. Oh, it's, oh it's, there's bankruptcy there. <laughs> the only thing he finds, there's none righteous, not even one. <laughs> Our forefathers have sinned. <laughs> you know the scriptures people, people quote, eh? <laughs> they quote about Hosea. They, they hear Hosea. Jesus. <laughs> ah, the carnality. It's, it, 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 it's amazing. Sometimes I look at it and I'm like, people don't know what they're talking about. Hmm? These are prayer points I, I hate growing up. There were people who were killing Goliath in prayer. <laughs> Goliath, Goliath is symbolic of. It's not symbolic. Goliath was a human being, eh? <laughs> it's not symbolic of anything. <laughs> you understand? One time I heard Bishop Oedepo said, I hear people pray that mountain, mountains should move in front of them. He says, There's no mountain anywhere. Your ignorance is your mountain. That's what he said. And I agreed with him. That means your ignorance, that means when you get knowledge, there's no mountain in front of you. When Jesus was talking about moving mountains by faith, he was talking about a little physical mountain. It wasn't anything spiritual. He was looking at the mountain and said, you can move this. That means he was telling him, look, by faith, even nature can obey you. <laughs> and he said, you see, Jesus actually walked against the laws of nature. Who walks on water? Who speaks to a storm and the storm comes? When he was talking to them, he was simply showing them, saying, look, there is actually power. By faith, you can activate it. Even this can hear you today, and it can move today, right now, if you speak to it. And it's, the only requirement is that your faith must be as small as a mustard seed. It doesn't have to be as small as a big, as big as a mango seed. No, that's too big, sir. As small as a, as a mustard seed, and that's enough. You can move a mountain. So that's what Jesus taught. Not the spiritual mountain you're praying about. Who put it there? I thought you were in Christ. Mm-hmm. I thought you were in Christ. If, if, if you are in Christ and there's a mountain, it means to your advantage. That's what it means. Mm-hmm. All together. So Colossians says, the Apostle Paul told the, told, the, told the church, says, let the word of Christ go in you richly. Richly. That means <laughs> when, remember, one time I taught you about creation and you create through words, right? You speak through words, right? And the Bible teaches us that out of the abundance of the heart, that means, listen, that means there must be an abundance firstly 
before the mouth can speak. That means if you're going to even give your life direction, by the way, there must be an abundance. Not, not out of the little that's there, no, out of the abundance. That means if it's little, you can't create anything by the word of God. You will create according to the, all the knowledge you've acquired from your academics and from friends, from the internet, from everything else. But there must be an abundance of the word of God in your spirit. When there's an abundance, your mouth will speak. That means even God, when he comes to you and he brings out a, a, a scripture, when you begin to quote it and shout it on top of your voice, it means it comes from the abundance of your heart. Are you listening? That's why you must be a student of the word of God. Don't just be someone who just comes to church, you listen to the word of God. Yeah, our church was powerful, you go home, life as usual. No, you must be a student of the word of God. Attend sale, attend midweek service, attend Sunday service, attend every meeting. And after attending, go to the scriptures and read again. That means you read, 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 read. You know me, I don't like reading. You have to love it, sir. <laughs> what do you mean you don't like reading? And now life has even been made easier. They even audio Bibles. You can be listening to it if you don't like reading. <laughs> yes. No, me, I read the Lord when I was in school. No, you didn't even read the Lord. Just read again. Are we together? Yeah. There's something that uh, David said. <laughs> Time is flying. God, I shouldn't be giving these people to sing for too long. Eh? <laughs> They're eating my time. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, the last one, Psalms again, 119, the same, the same chapter, verse 133. Look at the prayer that David made. Psalms 119, verse 133, one, two, three, go. The prayer was not direct my step by visions. It wasn't direct my step by dreams. It wasn't direct my steps by, by everything else, by your words. <laughs> That's why it says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. That means they are commanded. That means God wants to lead your path and you will do it by his words. By his words. No, how, but how much of the word is in you for him to lead you? How much of the word is in you? No, pastor, uh, but me when I study the word, I can't remember. You see, the thing, the thing about studying the word of God is this. It's like eating food. You understand, right? You won't remember what you ate last week. But that means not beneficial to your, to, to your body. Do you remember what you ate last year every day? You don't. But was it beneficial to your body? Yes. That means your memory sometimes is not very important. It's the fact that it's there. That means that God must be able to dig it from your spirits. You understand, right? So before you struggle about remembering, get it in first. Yeah, sit down and study. That means in the morning you read, afternoon you read, evening you read. As you go to work, school, whatever it is you're going, you read. How together? Yes. You read about how, how God, when God, when God created Adam and God blessed them, you read and you think about it. Oh, that means when Adam sinned, he was awakened to a reality that there's such a thing called curses. Think about it. That means before that, he had no knowledge of it. That means it wasn't possible for him to know that a curse can exist. The only life he knew was that of a blessing and that of fruitfulness. That means nothing could die in his hands. That means there was only fruitfulness only. You understand, right? And Adam was awakened that reality. And now, when he was awakened that reality, now he could either face life or death. You understand that, right? After he sinned. But then Christ came and then brought us in Christ. It means all we know now. I don't know if you hear. <laughs> 
It means all we know now. It's not whether life or... No, we know one, life only. That means when he said he was giving us eternal life, did he mean it? Did he mean it? Adam had no knowledge of certain things. They were, if, you, if you spoke to him about certain things, you would wonder what you're talking about. No, that's how much the, that's how much the word of God must, must be able to rewire you. <laughs> One time I heard, I, heard, I, I heard a man of God say something. He said, um, being brainwashed is not bad. It just depends what you're brainwashed with. So imagine if the word of God is what brainwashes you. Well, think about it. Because it's only bad if someone is brainwashing you for their benefit. But anyway, yeah, some people are brainwashed. Let's start from there. <laughs> Whether it's the whole nation, we don't know. <laughs> but some people are. And they know things a certain way, but they're not like that. But see, imagine if the word of God is what actually washes what, in your, what you've known all along. And you're being wired according to how God thinks, not according to how man thinks. There's nothing negative about it. You understand, right? Nothing negative about it. So you must allow the word of God to actually, to, to actually cleanse your thoughts, cleanse your mind and everything. But the key, because of time, let God direct you by the word. Let God direct you by There must be an abundance. There must be an abundance. And one of the ways in which you can use to actually study the, the, the scriptures is that when you read, say it out loud to yourself. Say, the word of God says this about me. Say, the word of God says this about you. You declare, you declare, you declare. God's word says this about me. He says, it, it, it declares this over my health. It declares this over my mind. It declares this over my emotions. It declares this over my finances. Over all that concerns me. The word of God says this. You declare, you speak the word of God to yourself. You re-echo everything God says. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not under the dominion of sin anymore. I'm under the dominion of grace now. I am covered by the grace of God. I see the grace of God. I walk by grace. I function by grace. I think by grace. I see by grace. Because now sin no longer has dominion over me. That means that means the power of sin has been broken on my life. It has power elsewhere, not in my life. You declare, you see those scriptures, you cite them to yourself. You declare, you declare them to yourself. What do you think will happen if you do that even just for 30 days straight? What do you think will happen? You'll be a changed person. How about together? Don't be ruled by your emotions. No, don't be ruled by them. I believe uh, my wife does this on your meeting, ladies. Eh? <laughs> Shouldn't be ruled by your emotions. Should be ruled by the word of God. The word of God. That means you must declare saying, I'm led by the word of God. As the spirit of God is leading me, it leads me to the word. <laughs> You understand, right? Jesus says the Spirit of God will remind you of all that I've said to you. That means, you see, if he didn't say it, he can't remind you. Mm. Mm, pay attention. <laughs> if Jesus didn't say it, he can't remind you. <laughs> that means if God is able to bring something to you, remember, me and Jesus said it. That's right. But then, how did he say it? You must be able to get in the word of God first and hear his voice through his word. And when you hear his voice through his word, you act on it. You move there according to the word of God. Praise the Lord. All right, I think my time is up now. <laughs> Let's be on our feet. I'll preach more next week. <laughs> I hope you've learned something. Raise your, raise your hands and let's pray together. Raise your hands and let's pray together.